Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Okay, so the average price of gas in the United States is $4.24 a gallon, according to this story. That's about 48% higher than it was last year. Now, there is some good news uh, coming because of that. I know a decent chunk of that cost comes from state and federal taxes. So some states, uh, at least a handful of them, are trying to make things better. Uh, Georgia is suspending its gas tax of 29 cents per gallon until the end of May. Connecticut is suspending its 25 cents a gallon tax until June 30th. Maryland's 36.1 cents per gallon tax will be suspended through mid-April. And Florida is going to suspend its 25 cent tax beginning in October. So that's good news, right? I mean, if you're in Connecticut, you're only going to be spending $3.99 a gallon if it were the same price today. It could be lower. I mean, oil prices fell after China began its two-stage lockdown of Shanghai with the uh, BA.2 Omicron variant uh, rearing its ugly head. Just think about how low prices are going to be if we could just get China to lock down more cities. <laughs> oh, ah, you know, just something to think about. Welcome. Oh, and I forgot to mention Washington State has set a target date to end gas car sales by 2030. You won't even need gasoline in Washington State in eight years. So think of how much money you're going to save there. Yeah, yeah, just something to think about. Welcome, welcome to Chewing the Fat. We got news yesterday that Walmart, is going to stop selling cigarettes in some of its 5,000 stores nationwide. And they haven't really disclosed how many stores are going to pull cigarettes. And they don't know exactly uh, where it's going to happen. They did say that it's going to include certain stores in California, Arkansas, Florida, and New Mexico. According to a spokesperson, we're always looking at ways to meet our customers' needs while still operating an efficient business. Are you? Okay, so they claim here that they're going to replace the shelves that have cigarettes on them with self-checkout kiosks, which I am a fan of. The more self-checkout kiosks you can have at a store, I'm all for. Please make me do the work that you used to provide for us. That's great. 
And just as a side note, what really ticks me off about the self-checkout, which, you know, I, I guess I'm okay with, is sometimes it's quicker, you have a couple of items, you don't have to wait in line, and they've made it, you know, more difficult because they only have a couple of lines open with cashiers, so you have to wait longer, so they drive you to the self-checkouts. I get it. I got their little game. But when you pay money to belong to a club, say like, oh, I don't know, Sam's Club or Costco, and they still give you the self-checkouts and want you to check out your own food, so they're going to charge you more to shop there, and they're going to let you go ahead and check yourself out too. That's great. I love it. Now, I do will say that I don't know, you know, Sam's Club, at least you can, you know, scan it as you shop and just, you don't have to go through the checkout line, which I'm, you know, I'm okay with. That's fine. You get your goods, you go to the door, they check it, and you're out of there. They're going to put the grab-and-go food uh, and candy is the latest in the long-running fight against selling tobacco. I don't know if you've been to a Walmart lately, but they have like one line, uh, one lane that they sell cigarettes in. That's it. It's not like they have a giant area of selling cigarettes. It's just one lane, uh, one area. I mean, they're not going to... They're not going to put, that maybe gives them, what, one more self-checkout kiosk? Maybe? (laughs) Okay, good, no problem. You want to sell cigarettes, fine. I mean, CVS pulled tobacco uh, a while ago. Um, Other pharmacy retailers, Rite Aid, Walgreens, Kroger, Safeway, they still sell them, but the pressure is on them to not sell them. I'm sure that what Walmart is doing, though, and I love the I love their little advertising branding. Oh, we're not going to sell cigarettes anymore, and that's just it. But the gas stations that are in front of all the stores, the little Murphy Oil Systems, that is under Walmart, but it's a separate entity, and that's where everyone will get their smoking products from. And that just raises the business at Murphy, right? If I'm Murphy's, I'm like, okay, go ahead and pull them. I'll just keep the i'll just expand the old cigarette shelf no problem and the old chewing tobacco shelf no problem uh that's what's going to happen absolutely going to happen now those of you that are non-smokers and think that smoking is horrible and that uh you know we know that uh you know 480,000 americans die from smoking cigarettes every year okay Uh, I don't know that that's true, but if it is, okay. Uh, You know, I get it. Look, I smoked for years. We've talked about it before. I smoked for years. I still miss cigarettes. I don't smoke anymore. I haven't smoked in, I don't know, two or three years now. I haven't had a cigarette. I only want one once in a while. You know, there are times. I tell you, (laughs) we've talked about it before. I'm at a red light. Uh, in traffic and you look to your left and there's somebody smoking a cigarette and you look to your right and there's somebody smoking a cigarette. Now, most of the time when you see someone smoking, you're like, Oh, that looks nasty. But if I'm at a red light and I see somebody smoking a cigarette, I'm almost ready to just hop out of my car, bang on the window and say, let me have one of those bad boys and fire it up, hop back in my car and just Oh, yeah. But I won't be buying them at Walmart. (laughs) That's for sure. So I saw a clip of Madison Cawthorn. He is the Republican congressman from North Carolina. And he was being interviewed by this John Lovell, who is Patriot Takes on Twitter. And the clip that I saw on Twitter 
was him being interviewed by John Lovell, and they were talking about uh, how House of Cards. John asked him, "Hey, uh, House of Cards was a great show. It showed the dirt, and you know, it was well done, but it showed behind the scenes, and you know how ugly and seedy and." the graft and the corruption of Washington, D.C. And, you know, that's absolutely true. We heard that from the very beginning of House of Cards, right? They talked about how House of Cards really wasn't even as bad as what the real Washington, D.C. is. (laughs) So, you know, it was, you know, it's it's a fair question for Madison, a young congressman. Uh, He is uh, from North Carolina, as I said. He's 26 or 27 years old now. And uh, he went on to say how, uh, well, what it was like in Washington, D.C. since he's been there. Is it that bad? So I heard a former president that we had in the 90s was asked the question about this. Hmm. Who would and that he be? He gave an answer that I thought was so true. And he said, the only thing that's not accurate in that show is that you could never get a piece of legislation about uh, about education passed. <laughs> that's an old line. Uh, attributed to Bill Clinton, I believe. And that's an old line. That's been in articles for years. Uh, so, I mean, that's a common out for the House of Cards reference of how bad it is in D.C. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Madison goes on. And everything else is good. Uh, aside from that, I mean, the sexual perversion that goes on in Washington, I mean, it, being kind of a young guy in Washington, with the average age of probably 60 or 70, and I look at all these people, a lot of them that I, you know, I've looked up to through my life, I've always paid attention to politics, uh-huh. guys that, you know, it, then all of a sudden you get invited to, like, well, hey, we're going to have kind of a, a, a sexual get-together at one of our homes, you should come. And I'm like, nice. Well, what did you just ask me to come to? <laughs> and then you realize they're asking you to come to an orgy. Uh, or, or the fact that, you know, there's some of the people that are leading on the movement to try and remove you know, addiction in our country. And then you watch them do, you know, a key bump of cocaine right in front of you. Nice, a key bump of cocaine. That's awesome. I mean, terrible, 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 terrible. So Madison has started a little little house of fire uh, with that interview on Patriot Takes. It's a good line. Now, I was, I, first of all, I, I get it. And I'm sure that it happens. We believe that it happens. It's just hard to imagine that it actually does happen, right? I mean, we believe it, we hear about it, but we try to put it out of our mind to pretend like it doesn't happen. But, I mean, I don't, but, you know, many people do. I know that uh, many people commented on it. I know uh, uh, Representative Adam Kinzinger said, uh, well, I've never seen that, but I also don't run in the far-right free caucus circles, so maybe. Oh, okay. And the California Republican, uh, Ted Lieu, I'm sorry, representative, he's a Democrat, uh, Ted Lieu, based on this interview of GOP rep Madison Cawthorn, I just have to say, wow, at House GOP caucus is much wilder than I thought. Is it, Ted? Is it? Okay. Then I got to thinking, oh, wait, didn't Madison, I mean, he's in a wheelchair, right? I mean, he's got into an accident, he's in a wheelchair, he's... Uh, you know, definitely um, handicapped. He was riding in a car. Got you know, they had his feet up on the on the dashboard. They struck a concrete pylon. I mean, that's been going on for a while. I wonder if he could participate in the way that we think he could participate in a little Congress orgy going on in D.C. I mean, I guess you just show up. You just roll in and <laughs> you know, watch and grab what you can. Yes, that's what I got out of that interview. 
Yes, that's what I got. Never mind that the Congress is a bunch of dirtbags having orgies and drug parties. Never mind that. <laughs> Makes one almost think, man, you know, maybe I should run for office. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh. Happy Piano Day 2022. <laughs> I know. You probably didn't know it was a celebration, but it is. It is a huge celebration. It is National or International Piano Day. I mean, it's international because it's an annual worldwide event. So it brings, it's, uh, you know, it was founded by a group of like-minded people it takes place on the 88th day of the year in 2022 that's march 29th because of the number of keys on the instrument being celebrated so yay go out and plunk on the old piano if you've got one in the front room or in the back room or down in the basement or upstairs people have pianos everywhere You know, all through high school, that's how I made a living, was delivering pianos and organs. And it's an amazing thing where people want their pianos delivered to. It's just up a flight of stairs. It's just downstairs and around a corner. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's only a piano. (laughs) I have moved pianos and organs up and down stairs and through hallways. Oh, man. What a... That was a fun job. That was a fun job. I actually had a great time doing it, but... You know, I never celebrated even when I was delivering them. Uh, they must not have had it. This must this not they must not have founded the worldwide piano day event while you know that long ago, a hundred or so years ago. And since so today's March 29th, too, uh, what's today? My brother's birthday. I gotta wish happy birthday to my brother and uh, my brother Mike. Happy birthday! It's March 29th. Can't that day is, you know. It's like a brand in my brain when that date hits. There's several dates around the around each year that are just branded into your brain, and that is one for me. Plus, today is the debut of CNN Plus. Uh, it's a big day. It's a big day. Uh, World Piano Day, brother's birthday, CNN's Plus is launching today. Wow, what a... What a huge day in the world. After months of programming announcements and just, I love the story, and chatter in the media. Yeah, it was chatter because, what? CNN Plus? No one watches CNN. Why are you going to have a plus? But get this, all right? They've spent $100 million in development. Team of 500 staffers. Wow. Okay, for CNN Plus, that will not last long. There's no way they can sustain that because I find it hard to believe they're going to have enough subscribers to keep that going. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. It's already kicked off. Uh, you had uh, Kate Boldman or Boldan. Uh, sorry, I don't know who that is. Uh, I guess that's a, a look at the day ahead hosted by CNN's Kate Bolden. Um, it's, uh, you're going to have, uh, a deep dive in the news hour hosted by Sarah Sidner. 
I love Sarah Sidner, man. She. And then you're going to have Brian Stelter. Man, with reliable sources, they could not get rid of that guy. You're going to have Casey Hunt doing uh, some kind of political program. You're going to have a global news hour hosted by Bianca Nobilo or Nobilo. N-O-B-I-L-O. It's not a morphophallus. Uh, it's a kind of like a Charlie Rose style interview program hosted by Chris Wallace. I wonder if Chris will be wearing clothes because we know Charlie didn't like to wear them around. Oh, that wasn't for the show, though. That was just around the house. And then the traditional evening newscast anchored, anchored by Wolf Blitzer. Now, how much would you pay for CNN Plus? Wow. Uh, that, <laughs> that is uh, $100 million in development, 500 staffers. Good luck. Good luck. I mean, maybe if CNN Plus people, you know, follow the Kim Kardashian rules of work, maybe they'll make it work. Because uh, Kim has now backed off her statement that she said that uh, women in business need to get off your effing ass. Get up and work. Actually, the quote was, get your effing ass up and work. <laughs> now she's apologized now saying oh no those words were taken out of taken out of context were they were they kim well that statement that i said was without questions and conversation around it it became a soundbite really with no context oh okay and the soundbite came off of the notion and the question right before which was after 20 years of being in business you're famous for being famous and I, my whole tone and attitude changed with the previous question that went into that question about what advice would you give women? <laughs> what, what are you talking about? And she was taken out of context? No, okay. She explained that the advice she would give is that having a social media presence and being on a reality show does not mean overnight success. The Skims founder shared that a, a person has to really work hard to get there, and even if it seems like it's real easy. It wasn't a blanket statement towards women or to feel like I don't respect the work or think that they don't work hard. I know they do. It was taken out of context, and I'm really sorry it was received that way. Are you? Okay. Uh, during the interview, um, for uh, during this interview with Variety, because she, you know, was questioned about it on Good Morning America. Oh, okay. Wasn't a blanket statement, though. No, no, not at all. She said she called best advice for women in business uh, was uh, get your effing ass up and work. <laughs> I have the best advice for women in business. Get your effing ass up and work. It seems nobody wants to work these days. Is that out of context, Kim? Is it? Is it out of context? When asked about the perception people have that she's famous for just being famous, who gives a F? We focus on the positive. We work our asses off. We just don't have the energy for that. We don't have to sing or dance or act. We get to live our lives. And hey, we made it. With all respect and with love, I'm not like being a bitch. This is, I have it all redacted. Being a B. Star, 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 star. The reality star's comments were slammed by Megan. Oh, shut up, Megan. You get off your ass and start working, okay? 
<laughs> so it wasn't out of context. She's just trying to back up because people took it the wrong way. Are you telling us we've got to get up and work? We work hard every day. Yeah, okay. So does Kim. Okay? This is incredible. Don't listen to her, though. Don't Whatever you do, don't listen to her because she isn't as successful as she could be. She's just successful for being successful. Okay. All right. Sure. No problem. Hey, and uh, for those of you that were expecting to have uh, Blue Origin, Jeff Bezos's uh, rocket launch go up today without Pete Davidson. Yeah, he couldn't do it. The time was all wrong. Uh, it was supposed to go up today, but they moved it back to uh, the 31st now. They moved it back to a Thursday because of wind. <laughs> I love space travel. We are so not ready for space travel man it's just incredible to me i know and we're supposed to have some kind of geomagnetic storm on thursday that's supposed to happen so i don't think they're going to be going up on thursday either Uh, because if they can't go up on a day when there's wind uh they're not going to go up when the old geomagnetic storm is happening that's not going to happen either even if they're going up to carbon line not going to happen so Good luck. God bless. It's kind of the theme of the show today. Good luck. God bless. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A new paper published in the Journal Science, and man, I cannot get enough of the Journal Science. Researchers describe how a bizarre effect led them to inadvertently stumble on a potential treatment for obesity. All right. I I find this actually, this story actually to be um, probably not true. Probably not true. I feel like it's one of those ads that's going to make me watch a 30-minute video that I, so that I buy some kind of powder to put in my coffee every day that's going to make me lose weight. Uh, in, you know, I'm going to lose you know 30 pounds in 30 minutes, which I'm not really opposed to, but I feel like that's what this is. I knew it was published in the journal Science, which is paid for by this product. So apparently they were uh, researching what would happen to these mice. They were struggling to uh, find a treatment for type 2 diabetes. Okay, great. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in love with that. So they you know, started giving them this different drug. And all of a sudden, these mice are getting uh, greasy. Their fur is getting all greasy. And they realized that the mice were secreting fat out of their skin. And so they were started losing weight rapidly, which means... <laughs> 
So if I take this new pill, I'm going to be greasy for a little while because it's the fat getting out of my body. But until then, you know, after that, you're fine. Until then, you're a little greasy looking and, you know, it's like, dude, lay off the rat meds, would you? (laughs) You're thin enough already, okay? (laughs) So it's a cytokine, C-Y-T-O-K-I-N-E. No, not amorphophallus. Uh, TSLP in mice who had gained weight on high fat diet. They did this via viral vector, essentially a virus that delivers copies of genes to tissues of the body to express specific proteins. TSLP is a protein known to activate certain immune cells that may regulate and reduce inflammation, which is a key feature of both obesity and type 2 diabetes. Over the study, these mice lost about half their total white body fat. Notably, the fat loss included visceral fat, which surrounds organs and can lead to significant health problems in humans. Nice! So at first, the researchers thought the mice had lost their appetite from the cytokine treatment, but they were eating more than their untreated peers. So it doesn't matter what you eat, man. You take this stuff, you're going to be slim. You're going to be losing weight. So I feel like this is not a real story. I feel like this is an ad for a weight loss product. And it never gets me. It never gets me to the weight loss product. It just tells me that the TSLP also appears to activate the mice's T-cells, key players in the immune system. T-cells actually migrated to the Cebosis glands, Cebacus glands, Amorphophallus glands of the mice, I don't want to hear it. I don't. I just, I, I hear it in my head. I don't need to hear it out loud. Amorphophallus. All right. You can lose weight by secreting massive amounts of lipids through your skin, which is kind of, maybe it's icky, but it's still a fun concept, says one of the docs that was involved in the study. So skin conditions that involve a problem with what uh, the doc calls skin barrier function, like eczema. Ex, is it, it's not eczema, it's eczema. Don't play. Amorphophallus. I'm not a big fan of having the my fat seep through my skin cells. <laughs> Maybe we need to do a little bit of work, a little bit more research on this uh, on this uh, on this test of through the rat fat leakage problem. It's a, probably a pretty big hurdle. But you know what? If you take it and you lose weight. I'm guessing a lot of people are going to take it if it's real. All right, let's just we stick with animals in the news. Animals in the news. Now, I believe, I think we talked about the uh, pig sanctuary, the Saving Snouts Pig Sanctuary in the town of Buchanan, Wisconsin. Been racking up fines. Man, they have been tallying the fines. The city started issuing $50 a day fines to the owners of this pig sanctuary in uh, Buchanan, Wisconsin. It's 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 either Buchanan, Wisconsin or Buchanan, Wisconsin or Buchanan, Wisconsin. It is not Amorphophallus. Anyway, the city wanted it gone and they're tired of it. Look, the, they believe that it was because more than 20 pigs have a disability or were unwanted. Well, yeah, I mean, all of them were unwanted. That's why they're at the stupid sanctuary. But they've got the, you know, the disabled ones, 
roaming around, snorting around. And so it's a family farm and the city is, you know, they started doing the sanctuary about six years ago and town officials said, Ooh, yeah, uh, it's against town code. So we can't have that. Uh, we're gonna have to move. And, uh, we want to, in fact, we want you out. We want to build some condos. We want you out. So we're just going to fine you until you go. Okay. Well, they took it to court. Now it doesn't say here whether they still have to pay the fines, but they were being, they were giving other citations for having, they were, their code exemption had expired. Just another way for the city to rack up tickets and have you close up your pig sanctuary. So the judge said, uh, do summary judgment, all four cases dismissed. And so they can continue on with saving snout. So good, good news for the people of Buchanan Amorphophallus. Wisconsin, you'll be able to, uh, you'll be able to smell and stop by and play with any little pig your heart desires at the old pig sanctuary just around the corner. You're not sure of the address? Ah, just follow the smell. All right, let's continue on with our animals in the news. If you live in Person County, North Carolina, or in that neck of the woods, in uh, Hurdle Mills, North Carolina, I believe is the documentation of what city it is, a 90-year-old man needs a little help. All right, help a brother out at his farm, okay? He spent his entire life on this farm, and now he's 90, and he can't keep his damn cows fenced in. And the neighbors are pissed. And now they're thinking that they're going to take his cows away from him. He could face charges. Face charges? Are you kidding me? So I guess uh, there have been cows on this farm ever since uh, we've been here in 1926. And he said, I I do my best to take care of them, but I got a lot of fences on the farm and I've been here a long time and I'm getting a little old and I can't keep up with the old farm. I got 98 acres to take care of. Okay. And it takes uh, thousands of dollars and a lot of time to fix up those fences. A lot of people don't know about that. So animal control says, Hey, you got to show some effort to, uh, you know, put a fence up. These cows are out wandering around. Hey, Animal Control, why don't you help the man put up some fences instead of being little bitches, okay? I'm sorry. Uh, Person County, go help a brother out. Apparently, they're going to have a little get-together at his farm and uh, help him out. I mean, that's, uh, I don't know that I would, uh, I would, I would, I would want to be there to help him out. I mean, I'll show up with drinks. I don't know that I want to put fencing around 100 acres. Uh, Maybe you put fencing around, I don't know, three or four, and the cows stay there. And the other 90, ah, you leave them, you leave them alone. Okay. I know that, uh, you know, he's, uh, he wants to keep his cows and, uh, he wants to save them and he's got, he's got a granddaughter, you know, she's doing her, she's saying, I don't know what's going to happen to grandpa if he can't take care of his cows. Well, maybe you ought to put up some fencing then granddaughter, help a brother out or a grandpa out or something. (laughs) I mean, they're all out to get him. They're all out to get my man in Person County. So if you're out there in Person County or, you know, right around Hurdle Mills, North Carolina, and you, even if you don't know the man, Henry Pleasant is his name. He's a veteran. 
He lives out there on uh, 3675 Gordon Road in Hurdle Mills, North Carolina. They've got a GoFundMe page set up. If you can't get out there and help him put up some fencing, and maybe the family ought to sit Hank down and say, Hank, uh, we're not going to fence the whole thing in. All right, we're going to... I don't know how many cows you got here now, but you only get a couple and you can take care of them. And the others, we're going to go ahead and cut those up and put them in the freezer. Okay, Hank. (laughs) A good deal then. You take care. Good luck. So, you know what? Help a brother out. I'm not sure what the GoFundMe page is. It says there's there's one set up for Hank Pleasant uh, out there at Hurdle Mills, North Carolina. So, help him out to pay for some some of the fencing costs and Maybe the, you know, maybe the food prices are going up. Uh, I'd say we chop up a couple of those cows and uh, put them in the freezer. Help a brother out. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So good news. Today, the FDA um, announced that uh, they're going to approve a second booster for people age 50 and up. And now they did this without meeting with the advisory committees. (laughs) You don't have to worry about those stupid committees. They're skipping that step. I mean, data from Israel showed a second booster for people 60 and up had a 78% lower death rate. So why not just move it to 50 and up here and we'll be fine, okay? Now look, this move, according to supporters... Uh, will uh, help just as Omicron subvariant has caused surges in places like Europe and China. Don't forget about the Omicron subvariant B12. No, it's BA.2 Omicron. All right. And uh, I see that uh, they're saying that uh, it's no problem. Don't worry about it. All right. We're, look, we're not going to give a formal recommendation. Okay, we're the FDA. Uh, The CDC isn't going to use a a, a formal thing. It's just, it's an option if you want it. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, gee, thank you. Really, really appreciate that. No problem. I also see where I was going around the world now. I see where uh, the Taliban, you know them, you love them. Just be in the Taliban. <laughs> uh, they're continuing to impose restrictions on women and girls in the country, banning female passengers from boarding flights without a male chaperone. And these latest restrictions come after they prohibited schooling for girls beyond the sixth grade, reversing a previous pledge to further education for women and girls. Now, uh, the strict Islamic group reclaimed the country in August. Uh, Yeah, they didn't reclaim it. We gave it to them. Uh, So the international community feared that the Taliban would impose the same strict laws as under the previous rule. Uh, I don't know. Do you think they would? They've always said they would. Now, the younger and older generations within the Taliban seem to be at odds. Yeah, 
because the young members are like, uh, yo, what up, brah? And the older members are like, uh, shut your face, bronus. <laughs> but hey, let's hate America, shall we? Don't worry about the Taliban and Afghanistan and the Middle East, Saudi Arabia, all those countries. Don't worry, China. Stop your fretting. Okay, the United States is the country that sucks. Yeah, because we make sure female passengers can't board flights without a male chaperone. And we make sure that girls can't go to school beyond sixth grade. Wait, we don't? Oh, okay. Well, then, never mind. I see where Elon has got uh, COVID again. He was wondering, uh, <laughs> it was pretty, he was wondering when it's not going to be COVID-19, when it's going to be, when we had enough uh, variants that it becomes COVID-20, I guess. But uh, he also uh, listed his uh, significant, three most significant, existential threats facing humans. Huh. All right. So which one would be number one? Global warming? Nope. Global birth rates. Yeah, I mean, that's he's already talked a little bit about that problem for sure. I mean, uh, U.S. Uh, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the birth rate, according to them, declined 4% from 2019 to 2020, marking the sixth consecutive year of declines and the lowest number of births since 1979. Wow. Uh, He also listed artificial intelligence going wrong and the rise of what he called religious extremism. Really? Religious extremism. Nah, that's just the Taliban being the Taliban. (laughs) Don't worry about that. (laughs) You know what another existential threat is? The Buffalo Bills. I know, sounds weird, but they just got a deal for a new stadium. And good for them. The Buffalo Bills and the city of Buffalo or the greater Buffalo area in New York, Erie County, just got a deal for a new stadium. And they're going to spend, I don't know, what do they get, a billion dollars for the new stadium? Over The new stadium projected price tag, $1.4 billion. All right, so I guess uh, New York State is giving them six hundred million. Erie County is giving them two hundred and fifty million, five hundred and fifty million from the NFL and the Bills, and it's a good deal, and it's all happy, and everybody's happy. Now you can, you know, you can argue that the, you know, our our politicians, our state, our tax money shouldn't be involved in that. That's a whole other argument to have for me. Okay, well that's a that's a separate thing because what I don't understand is. Why it's not going to be a domed stadium is the dumbest thing. That's an existential threat to the world right there. Okay. Buffalo, New York, where it's cold and windy and snowing 80% of the year. And we're not going to put a dome on it. No, that would cost more money, Jeff. So I mean, think of the money. Now you're talking about a year-round event center, let alone a place to play NFL football without having to deal with sub-zero temperatures and 80 feet of snow. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand it. I hope they talk some sense into them. 
I mean, we're building stadiums. They built a new one in, in Los Angeles. They got the new one in Vegas. I mean, if we're building new stadiums and that we're getting help from our tax dollars and the NFL and the ownership group of these teams, put a roof on the stadium. Without a roof on a stadium, there should be no deal. That's, you know, that, that's an existential threat to the world. Okay. I don't think Elon thinks it is, but I'm sure given the opportunity, Elon would agree with me. Hey, if you are interested in the Terry Schiavo case, which you know was back in the 2000s and it was huge for us as part of the Glenn Beck program and, uh, Clear Channel Communications. It was a huge case in Tampa Bay, for sure. There's a new podcast uh, that begins on Thursday, March 31st, called Lawless. And it's, uh, you know, lawless. Not every crime is against the law. And it's available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, same as the uh, same place you could join the fat. Uh, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay? It's it's available. And you can go there and subscribe now. There's a trailer that is dropped and it will give you an idea of what the case is going to be. It's from Lynn Vincent and she is uh, she's awesome. I've talked to her uh, numerous times and she put this together and I'm sure it's going to be awesome. They say that history is written by victors. The Terry Schiavo case has gone down in history as fanatics against medicine, as reason against Christianity. What this was was a high-tech mob. You may remember the Schiavo case as a bitter public feud over a brain-injured woman's right to die or right to live. It started as a fight between her parents and her husband. Doctors insist she will never recover consciousness. An ordinary American family struck by tragedy. I want her to get up and I heard her gasping. She was breathing. United at first until money, betrayal, and a death wish tore them apart. It was to a point where Terry wasn't going to find there is no way that they're going to starve a disabled person to death. I'm New York Times bestselling author and World Magazine senior writer, Lynn Vincent. In 2001, I became one of the first writers to report on Terry Schiavo for a national audience. That was more than 20 years ago. But Terry's story never left me. There were unanswered questions, unsettling details. That's why I decided to reinvestigate the case for my new world radio podcast, Lawless. Lawless is a true crime podcast that examines a frightening fact of American life, that not every crime is against the law. In 1998, eight years after Terry suffered a brain injury, her husband went to court. Michael Schiavo argued that his wife was in a kind of waking coma and that she wanted to die. I think that every person should have the right to make your own decision about your personal future. But did Terry really want to die? He was living with another woman. There was a lot of money that he would have assumed upon her death. The fight over Terry's life divided the nation, sparked protests, and ignited a media firestorm. Since the beginning, there have been close to 40 people arrested outside. All week, I have been telling you that this thing is euthanasia. We're murdering her. The case marked the first time in American history that a judge imposed a death order in civil court. And it transformed our treatment of the disabled in lethal and sometimes profane ways that still affect us today. Terry Shiloh is coming.
What really happened the night Terry severed her brain injury? And what if everything we heard in the news about the Shibo case is based on a lie? Join me on March 31st for the premiere of yeah, a reasonable doubt, the Terry Shibo story. Should be very interesting. Lynn uh, makes it uh, sound. I mean, I want to listen. Remember the rules, though, right? Yeah, I don't care. I know you're going to be listening to other stuff. That's fine. But if you're a subscriber to Chewing the Fat, uh, you have to follow the rules. And the rules are, if you're out and about and somebody says, hey, what you listening to? You have to say Chewing the Fat. I know you're going to be listening to other things. And, you know, Lawless might be one of them. But uh, if asked, went out and about, rules are rules. And as a subscriber of Chewing the Fat, the deal is, when you're asked, hey, what you listening to? Chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. Rules are rules. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.